0: Welcome to the Echo Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. What a season we have been in as a church. I don't know, like some of you might now be thinking, "Uh, what season are we in? And that's fine because that would have been me in the past. And some of you might be going, yeah, it's been a great season and maybe you're thinking about something different to what I'm thinking about and that's still cool well, what a season we've been in a church. And this year has been an incredible year of beholding God. How incredible was transition this morning, just the wish I lost it when the musicians were playing. Oh, my goodness, Adelina and James and Ty was, it hit me. Just seeing him, beholding him, loving him. And this year has been about that. This year has been about seeing his face, not his hands, about worshipping who he is, not what he can do, but who he is, his character, his nature. It's been about sitting at the table, face to face, about sitting with him, not hearing about him from other people, not coming on a Sunday, hearing a message and that's it for my week, but actually seeing him being with him, worshipping him, learning his character and his nature, um, dispelling possible lies that we've been believing on who he is, but it's not really true. Yeah, yeah. But seeing him for who he really is, his character, his nature, and this year we've been going after that, not in an aggressive way, but in a pure heart, honest, um, just this is what I want way. Yeah. I want him. I want to worship him, I want to behold him, I want him to do work in me, not out me. He will do work through me, yes, but first off, our prayer is God, move in me. He will do signs, wonders and miracles, but our posture is God, I want to see you. It's not I want to see the miracles, which we do, but God, I want to see you. I want to experience who you are, your character and your nature. I want to behold you. And everything else will happen around, all the other stuff's going to happen. It's a byproduct because it's who he is. But that's not what our gatherings are about. That's not what we're about. We're about spending time with our Father God. We're about seeing his character, his nature manifest on this earth, about seeing him show up in real ways, not not um our preconceived ideas of who he is but him in his entirety and so as a season of a church what's been encouraging and fascinating for me is oh sorry I just had that mental thought of just in the front row doing this to me (sighs) (laughs) I'll slow it down and breathe (laughs) But over the last couple of months, what I'm seeing is that it's actually manifesting in here. It's actually happening in here. The season that we're in, we're not just talking about his character and nature. We're not just talking about his goodness. We're not just talking about his love or his faithfulness. We're not just talking about it, but we're actually seeing it manifest in the room. We're actually seeing it manifest in life. We're actually seeing it happen. A few weeks ago, um, I was on transition and can't remember what what I said, um, but people put their hands up in their seat and others gathered and prayed for them. And I was hosting, so I didn't pray for anyone. I was just kind of working out, Holy Spirit, what are you doing? And working with the band, doing that. Anyway, that came to a close. Thanks the band, meet and greet. But I see Jill, she's not here. I see Jill praying for someone. And I just felt to go and join. It's not that... My prayers are better than Jill's prayers. That's that's a that's a lie in itself. Your prayers are not worse than someone else's prayers. Can I just say that? Yeah. Like, God doesn't have a grading on how good your prayer is. He doesn't have a measuring stick. So I just felt to go and join. And I just get there and about five, ten seconds after being there, I said, I just get in the word restoration. And Jill's reaction in that moment was quite... Um, Obvious to the point where I said, what's going on? She's like, I literally had the same word and that's what we've been praying into. Wow. And I went, how good is that? The God of restoration manifested in that moment. Who he is, his character and his nature manifested and was... Con- confirmed in that moment could I have gone and said hi to my friend Kylie absolutely could I have gone and done something else in this room yeah I didn't have to go and pray Jill had it handled Jill was praying but how incredible is our God that he is manifesting who he is and confirming it and speaking it through other people Like that's who our God is and that's what he's doing and I see this, I'm being a bit prophetic here but I'm seeing this increasing in our gatherings, increasing when we get together is that he is going to be bringing word after word, it's going to be confirmed, it's not going to be all show and public but it's going to happen in our everyday encouraging, supporting, speaking into each other's lives. Two weeks ago or last week, who knows, but Virginia did transition. And these are the awkward moments, you know, when you're standing there and your hands are raised, you're worshipping and then they say something and if that's you, respond. I don't know about you, but I go into a confused moment right there. Do I keep my hands up in worship or do I lower them because I don't want people thinking I'm responding? I don't know if your brain goes in that confusion moment, but mine does. I never know how to handle those moments. And so I had to get over myself a bit and go, okay, God, I'm just going to keep worshipping you. And if someone's judging me because my hands are raised, I think I'm struggling and all my world's falling apart, they can can deal with, you can deal with them, but I'm just going to worship you. So I just worship and then I feel like my moment of time and my moment of ministry is to um, go and pray. Because, again, it was go and pray. If you see someone with their hands raised, go and pray for them. So I turn around and, again, I see someone with their hands raised. I'm like, are they worshipping or do they want prayer? I don't know. (laughs) Like, I didn't see. I don't know where they. what's going on. But, anyway, I just go and pray with them and nothing, you know, massive. They're just doing their thing and I'm doing my thing. But as I walk off, I feel led to go and pray for someone who's seated down. I just go and I just go pray and I'm praying in tongues and if you've got questions about that, speak to me after. I'm praying for their life and their family. Don't say anything, I just walk away. Then later that afternoon they just message, hey, like so needed. Like God is so faithful and he shows up and shows who he is time and time and time again. And we have the privilege, we have the privilege of being able to host And be part of inviting and showing and displaying who he is whenever we get together. And whenever we're outside of the room. This week, Kylie called me. Wait till you hear this. Kylie called me. She goes, Leah, I was just praying for you this morning. I've got a word. I've been reading Esther. I've got a word for you um, that I just want to share with you. Um... I see you as Esther. I see you're going to have influence with influential people, with businessmen, and, and all the rest of it. Area that you've never had influence for. I see God's opening that up for you. So she tells me this at like nine o'clock in the morning. I'm driving home from the school run, so I can be an accurate time slot there. What she doesn't know is that morning I'm praying in my bathroom. And, uh, for those that don't know, my parents have just taken on a church near where they live as an interim pastor because a couple of weeks ago their pastor walked out and mum and dad were called up and said, hey, can you look after this church? And uh, so they put their hands up, which how good is God just in that moment? You know, God is so kind. He's like, he knows. So anyway, they're pastoring this church and I check in with them. It's like I'm now the parent. Of church. How are you going? Like, <laughs> we're like three weeks in you know just how's it going what can I pray for you and uh, and um, anyway she's been they've been mum's been telling me just story and testimony after testimony and what they have is this this church in a country town even forgot the name of it that's like it is a country (laughs) town like but it's full of the businessmen from the community like It's got other people, but, like, key businessmen in the community are, like, Christian and go to their church. And uh, I've been encouraging them, going, that's incredible. Anyway, Tuesday morning, was it Tuesday? Yeah, whatever morning it was, before Kylie called. That morning I'm praying because I've been celebrating mum and dad. I just went, God, I want that. I want influence in the business community. I want influence where I don't have influence. On influence with people that I've never connected with before. I'm literally praying this, and an hour and a half later, I've got Kylie calling me up, giving me the exact word that she sees the Lord all over. Like, how good is our God? Like, this is going to happen increasing and you might be thinking yeah that happened to me the other week I'm like yes because that's who he is when we are seeing him when we are worshiping him when we are laying our lives down for him when we are um, not after what he can do but who he is what he can do manifests who he is shows up who he is is becomes it becomes part of our everyday life everywhere we go So when we step into a place of, yes, God, I want to see you. I love you. I'm here for you. You have my heart. The songs that we're singing this morning, when that is part of our everyday expression, guess what? Who he is shows up. Not who we perceive him to be, but who he is shows up. Shows up in massive ways. Justin spoke a couple of weeks ago. Phenomenal messages he's been preaching lately, and this had nothing to do with sermon. You know, if you hear a sermon, and there's like one line that jumps out, or one thought that jumps out, which isn't actually the full message, but it just gets you. So anyway, he's preaching a message, and I've heard this my whole life, and I've you know I've probably preached it myself, but and I've definitely said it myself. But the line was living our lives like Jesus, something along that lines of living like Jesus. It wasn't even the basis of his sermon, but I'm sitting there going, oh, I've said this my whole life that I want to live like Jesus. Am I? What am I doing about it? What are the areas in my life that I am refusing to hand over so I can live like Jesus? And I'm sitting there processing this, going, I have said this and prayed this my whole life. I've been a Christian since I was probably seven years old and I sat here and went, God, I want to live like Jesus. What does that look like for me in today's day and age when I've got two children? What does that look like for my life practically? How do I see that come to fruition in its fullness? What fears am I holding on to? What parts of my life am I not letting go? And I've been on this journey of going, okay, how does that look for me? And do you know what? Holy Spirit's been so kind over the last couple of weeks and said, Lee, you're doing it. I went, huh? I'm like, hey. as you see Him, it naturally happens let me tell you about this I don't know if I don't know if anyone else is similar but if I know I'm meant to do something like God's telling me to do something my heart races my heart's my gauge right if I'm meant to pray for someone heart goes if I'm meant to respond to a ministry an altar call something heart goes like heart's my biggest gauge this week um I decided to go for a walk wow I actually like walking Justin hates it he likes running so we just don't do it together and you could say well if Justin loved you why wouldn't you make him like why wouldn't he go with you great question (laughs) here we go I love him so I don't make him come with me if I asked him to he would I just don't ask because it's not fair and in comment to your running uh, mark i was the original runner in our relationship i used to run a lot and i used to go to the gym a lot but i'm like one of those unusual people where you know where they talk about the gym and you're like full of what is it endorphins at the end of the exercise you're like yeah never happened hated it every time no happy feeling whatsoever (laughs) so don't go anyway decided to go for this walk and uh I leave my house and my next door neighbour Wayne's outside. So I decide to talk to Wayne, maybe slight procrastination but decide to talk to Wayne, check in on Wayne, say hi to Wayne, uh, we're telling some funny jokes, another neighbour's black cat, my dog chased up the tree in his backyard so you know he didn't know about it but they were there for over an hour trying to get this cat out of the tree so you know funny, funny stories. Finished with Wayne I walk down and two houses down, Pam's out the front, Now this is all in my court, Pam's out the front. And I don't know what's going on in Pam's life, but I say, "Hey Pam, how are you going?" And uh, now, if I had have not spoken to Wayne, I wouldn't have seen Pam. So God has this all sorted. Yeah. Well He has this all sorted? Yeah. Pam, how are you going? She goes, oh, I'm halfway through chemo. Didn't know she was in chemo, and uh, I only have one kidney, and I have to stop chemo because the kidneys, the one kidney I do have, is is done." And um, it's not great and she's telling me some other stuff and I've kind of tuned out because I don't understand the medical side of things not tuned out I'm listening but I'm not comprehending and at the end no heart racing nothing Pam can I pray for you I don't think Jesus' heart raced when he was doing what Father God asked him to do it's a natural byproduct of beholding him and living out his life it's a natural byproduct. It's not something I have to muster up. It's not something I have to force myself into doing. It's not something I have to try and convince myself to do, living like Jesus. It's a natural byproduct of seeing Him rightly, of seeing who He is rightly, of allowing Him to manifest in my life, allowing Him true, not what I was taught, not my lens of disappointment or hurts, none of that, but to see Him for who He is and allow that to come out. So I stop and I pray with Pam and she's like so receptive. I don't think I've prayed for someone outside of like church or Christianity who is so open for prayer. She comes over and puts her arm around me. I'm like, I'm going to be laying hands on you. So I do. So here I am praying with Pam and just, she's got um, tests tomorrow. So I said, I'll check in with her. I say all that to say this, we are in a seasoned church where what we are seeing is being manifested. Where what we are seeing of who he is, God is showing up in massive ways to encounter, to be present because he is so welcomed. So a few months ago, Gary Morgan was here and he shared. And when he shared, he said, I see over 2024 as a church, Psalm 24. And do you know what I realised at the time? It's 2023 and we're doing Psalm 23. That would have been a really great marketing campaign. (laughs) Why did no one tell me this? Why did no one actually say, hey, you realise you could really market this really well as a church? 2023, Psalm 23. Anyway, that was a revelation to me. <laughs> so, when Gary said that, I haven't been reading Psalm 24 because I've just been reading Psalm 23 and reading other things. But when he said that, I've gone diving into Psalm 24 and just allowing that to open up in my life and allowing that to speak to me and, and, and minister to me. So, Psalm 24 says a whole lot of stuff and my kids are getting a bit sick of it because I read it out loud to them about two nights a week because I'm like really getting it in and I read the passion translation which says what Yahweh which creates so much conversation And I don't understand I'm like just listen your spirit does and uh, <laughs> it's bedtime go to sleep and listen and um, what's what So much of it is is sticking out to me and so much of it God is revealing. But the first time I read it, I want to backtrack. The first time I read it, verse 3 and 4 was what got me. It stood out initially, verse 3 and 4. Who can ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? Those who have clean hands and a pure heart. Jeepers. Jeepers. Stand means not merely appear, but remain. Who can remain in the presence of the Lord? Who's going to sit here and remain here? Those with clean hands and a pure heart. So the pure heart is what struck me the most. I've been on the last couple of months just going, God, what does that look like for me? What does a pure heart look like when I'm angry? Yeah, I get angry sometimes. Just saying... What does a pure heart look like when I'm frustrated? What does a pure heart look like when I've been disappointed? When I am disappointed. What does it look like in those moments? And so that got me questioning well, a whole lot of stuff. And then I go into Matthew 5.8, because we all know that verse from Jesus. <laughs> those with clean hands, sorry, I'm going to read it. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. So here I've got these two verses that I've been sitting on the last couple of months. Like, all right, we've been talking about seeing God all year. We've been talking about it all year. So let's go with the pure heart. What does that look like? What does that mean? How does that translate to my life today? Because that's what I want. And see, in the Psalm version, pure here means, I do know the answer, but i just got to make sure I don't forget things, Empty. Pure means empty. So, who can ascend the hill of the Lord? Those with clean hands and an empty heart. Heart, for those that don't know, both translate the same, like your inner man, your will, your emotions, all of that. So, those with an empty will, emotions and all the rest of it. But then in Matthew, pure here means clean. So, we've got two different translations, Greek and Hebrew. First one, Old Testament, empty, New Testament, clean. Heart the same. (laughs) He's we are no longer sinners, we are saints who can sin, right? We've done this teaching a lot. You are not a sinner, you are a saint who can sin. Your foundation, your your premise of life is not you just sin, it's who you are. No. If you're a Christian, you are not a sinner, you are a child of God who can sin. So likewise, when Jesus died on the cross, you were given a pure heart. You no longer have an evil heart or wicked evil heart, which says in Psalms, but you have a pure heart. It's what you have. Now, can you have impure thoughts? Yes. But is that your natural disposition as a child of God? No. But Old Testament didn't have this. So here when David's saying empty your heart, he's literally saying, guys, get rid of everything in your wheel, your emotions, get rid of it all. Because our foundation is, that's not pure. So get rid of all of your emotions, all of your, um, empty it all out, clear it all. So that we can then put good stuff in. We, New Testament, we have the good stuff in, so let's just keep it good. Our foundation is good, so let's just keep it good. So when I'm angry, all right, angry is a strong word. When I'm frustrated, is that more palatable? How do I keep a clean heart in that moment because it's who I am as a child of God? How do I keep a clean heart? When someone has ticked me off, let's get real, when someone has annoyed me, hurt me, upset me, how do I keep a clean heart in that moment? (laughs) Why do I want a clean heart? I want to see God. And if I don't have a pure clean heart, I don't get to see God. Now, but Lee, you have a pure heart. Yes, but I can make it impure. So what do I get to do? Sorry, God. For saying that, for thinking that, for doing that, responding like that, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then I come back. Yeah. This is who I am. Yeah. I'm someone who has clean thoughts, who has a clean will, who has clean emotions, who's a clean inner man and I get to live out of that place. Yesterday, I told Jay this morning, not my finest parenting day yesterday. I didn't yell. I'm not a big yeller. But at one point, I got the spatula and slapped it on the table just to see if that created a reaction. Because when you've repeat yourself a 100 times, I'm just trying something new. Did it work? No. Will I do it again? No, it didn't work. Bella, 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 Bella. Is anyone hearing me? Yeah. I don't know if you can relate. <laughs> that was yesterday. We're at the shops buying Justin's birthday presents, and they're like two meters behind me. I'm like, I can hear them, so I'm not even turning around. I know they're right there. <laughs> like, they haven't wandered off because they're just in their own world, yak, yappy, going for it, even though I've asked them a thousand times come stand next to me. And we're in Frankston. Not saying anything, just we're in Frankston. <laughs> so last night, I sat down and I apologised. Hey guys, I'm sorry. Mum probably wasn't her best self today. And then they're finally in bed. Oh, because I lost it. Because we're also dog sitting. And Dave and Margaret aren't here so I can say this because we'll just edit it so they don't hear this. <sighs> Their dog is barking the whole time I'm trying to get Jude to sleep. (sighs) Parents understand that pain. What's that noise? Mum, mum, (sighs) shut up. (laughs) After about 20 minutes, I got their dog and threw it back to their house. I went, I'm done, I'm done. So they're finally asleep and I've apologised and i just spent some time with the Lord and ate my bowl of ice cream. (laughs) Just being honest. And went, okay, God, pure heart, clean heart. My emotions were probably not very clean today. So I'm sorry. So when I come here, And when I'm at home and I'm praying on my drive here today and I'm encountering who he is and I'm in absolute tears going, God, you are so kind to me and you're so faithful and you're showing me who you are even after I've had the worst day, even after I didn't handle myself the best as a mother. You are so kind to me we have been doing Monday morning prayer for the last three weeks and I'm quite shattered, I'll miss tomorrow's, tomorrow's one. Let's just see if I've forgotten anything. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. I'm going to wrap up actually, Tasha, you want to jump up on keys? What we're doing is prayer and I think I shared with you how that started. Did I share with you how that started, came about? Hmm no one's saying yes so I'm going to say it's a no we had a leaders meeting here when Justin and I came back from our holiday and we're driving home See, Justin always leaves for work early Monday mornings that's usually his time where he gets to spend with the Lord and he likes to come here when no one else is here and just do his thing so we're driving home from the leaders meeting and I said to Justin like I feel I meant to pray on Monday morning can I pray on Monday morning and uh it wasn't that I needed permission for him, but it meant he had to do the children. So it kind of was a tag team. He's like, Yeah, go for it. I'll, I'll do the kids. You go. So I messaged Nolene and just said, Hey, if anyone wants to join me, I'm going to be up here praying. And so we're praying on the Monday morning. We're praying about a whole lot of stuff. You've got to understand, I have loved prayer my entire life. I've prayed my entire life. I love prayer. But God taught me something the first week. So we've continued this going and oh my goodness is God showing up as we gather. And he's like confirming things and answering prayers and like that's not so like he, that's who he is. That's who he is. And we're like ministering and it's powerful. And after the first week, the first ones we've continued going, but the first one. We're praying for a whole lot of staff and Virginia said, I feel we need to pray for the worship. So we're all up on stage, about 10 of us up on stage just praying for the worship team for like half an hour, just praying for this team and for the worship of this church. And then we pray for a few other things, the kids and the next generation. Just as, as people feel the Holy Spirit puts something in their heart, we're just going with it. And towards the end, I say, I feel we need to pray for our government. Now, you've got to understand, I pray for our government out of obedience, not out of desire. I know that's really embarrassing to say. I do it because I'm told to do it, not because I really want to do it. And I'm not going to give a big political speech because that's not who I am. So have I been praying for Dan Andrews? Yes. Do I pray for him because I want to? No. I do it because I'm told to do it. So towards the end of the prayer time, I said, I really feel we need to pray for the government. And I'm like not even like, yeah, I'm like doing it because we're meant to. So I pray for Dan Andrews, start off with that. And for the first time ever, I start to pray and I'm starting to mean it. Wow. Imagine that, praying something you actually mean. And not only do I start to mean it, I start to actually pray for him to encounter God, him to meet God. And I'm like, my heart's like getting moved. First time, my heart's getting moved. What's going on. Anyway, I stop praying and other people start praying. and Then I just feel to pray again. <laughs> Never happened. Like literally, Dan Andrews, God, I pray for Dan, do your thing. Not interested, just do your thing. And I'm actually interested now. And then I pray a second time. I say, God, I pray foremost for his salvation, that he encounters you, that he experiences you. That's the number one prayer right now. But I pray if he's the wrong man for our state, you move him on. First time I have prayed that prayer with a pure heart. First time. Monday what happens? He resigns. I'm not saying my prayer I'm not saying my prayer is the one that did that because I know lots of people pray for him sincerely. I know lots of people pray for him and pray for our government genuinely with a pure heart with clean emotions with clean emotions but for the first time I did and the first time it was like God just saying that's the power in prayer right there that's the power and I had like duty message you reckon it was your prayer (laughs) I don't know This a bit weird creative when Peter Mattis was here last year um On the Saturday, he spent some time with the worship team and he said, you know, what are the pain pain points as a team? And they said one of them was we needed another electric guitarist. And he said, do you pray as a team? Now, I know Mitch prays for that, but do you pray as a team? They're like, no, we don't. We haven't prayed for it as a team. So pray for it as a team in unity. And what happens next morning? Desmond walks into our church the next morning, an electric guitarist. For years, we've been praying for our youth. And I have a real soft spot in my heart for the youth of this church. (laughs) Probably because that's where God really got me, like Dylan's testimony. So I've got a massive soft spot for the youth. And we've got incredible youth and, and, and a lot of them don't come to church. And a lot of them, their families don't go to church. And Dylan was just sharing a testimony and staff one week where they Flora did a prophetic act. Gee, thank you so much, Dylan and Flora. But They did a prophetic act, And she wrote out these prophetic words and put it along the stage. I might get the story slightly wrong, but you get the gist. And then they pulled her name out of the hat. And that's who the person was that they were going to choose a prophetic word, ask God which prophetic word. There's this one guy who's like, God, give me any name but this one. You know those prayers? (laughs) And what was the name they pulled? The one. You know, he did it. He delivered the word. And then driving home, Dylan drove him home. And he's like, oh, my goodness. Like that. I needed that. Who he is manifests all the time in all of our gatherings, whenever we're together, because he can't help but show up. And my challenge and encouragement this morning is let's be people who actually voice it. Kylie didn't have to pick up the phone and call me. She didn't have to say, hey, Leah, I am praying for you. I felt Holy Spirit on there. She didn't have to. But she did. I didn't have to go and join Jill to pray for someone. But I did. And in those moments, we see God show up at a simple obedience out of our love of Him. So in this season that we're in as a church, actually, let's all stand. In this season... Let's be people that are not just saying yes to living like Jesus, but actually say something. When God puts a word on your heart, go up and encourage someone. Go up and release it. It's not about all this. It's not about the microphone. It's not being about here. It's about everyday life. Allowing God to show up and crash in. And invade and minister and be who He is in that space that we've given Him permission to. Why? Because we want to see Him. And when you want to see Him, guess what? He wants you to see Him. He's going to show you His character and nature. He's going to show you who He is in those moments because it's who He is. And our prayer of God, do it in me. Do the work in me. Ultimately, they're manifest to around us. Because when we're saying, God, change me, speak to me, minister to me, He does. And then that can't help but overflow around us, overflow in our conversations, overflow in our connections, overflow wherever we go. So God, I thank you so much. What you're doing in Echo Church thank you God that you are here that you are here Your character and nature, who you are, not who we perceive you to be, but who you are. And you are breaking down lies that we might have been believing. And you are showing us who you are. I pray right now for Aries in our lives that we might be seeing you wrong, for Aries in our lives that we might not have the correct perspective of you. Pray, Holy Spirit, that you're going to awaken and show us right now. Show us who you are right now, God. get getting this word, like God is actually gonna show up. He's gonna invade your life when you're sleeping. He's gonna invade your life in the everyday moments, and he's gonna show you who he is. So is that you thought you understood him in, he's gonna increase that and he's gonna release who he is in all of his majesty and glory. And you're not you're just gonna be utterly amazed even brought to tears at who he is. God, I thank you that you so want to be known intimately with us. So we thank you, God, for this season that Echo Church is in, where we are beholding you Jesus' name.